Hi, and welcome to Do You Know BTS, where I, Chloe, a British army, tries to convince me, Lorraine, to join the BTS fandom. Today we're going to be discussing Burn the Stage for Movie. Burn the Stage for Movie is a recap film of the BTS Burn the Stage documentary, which includes new footage. It was released worldwide on the 15th of November 2018 in selected cinemas and due to popular demand was shown again on the 5th and 6th of December in selected countries. It is now available to watch on YouTube Premium, which is where Lorraine and I watched it today. We watched the Burn the Stage series not that long ago, which we discussed on the podcast recently. And today we watched the Burn the Stage for movie. Lorraine has seen it for the first time today and I have actually seen it before but I could barely remember it and the memory I had of it was being fairly similar to the series but I was actually surprised at how different it actually was like all the, the setup footage was all yeah well. the setup was different the footage was nothing really sim before in the series okay there was a few like flashbacks a little clips of certain things yeah. that we've seen before well, in the series yeah, but not the, a lot this style was more like like a narrator talking. We don't think this. <laughs> we don't think this narrator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have a story about this narrator yeah, because it's bugging it, us all the way through. We don't think it's the BTS member, do we? No. Well, <laughs> but they're talking in first person, yeah. implying it is a it is a member of BTS. But I looked this up online too, and what comes up for me on Google is that it's nice. Someone else, I can't remember who now. Yeah. We try to look at the credits, but <laughs> we, something we don't usually do. <laughs> no, but it, it's all obviously in Korean. And it was bugging us the whole way through. It wasn't was, it? because for me, it didn't sound like any of the members, but if I really had to like select a member, I thought it sounded a little bit like J Hope putting on a voice. <laughs> but then occasionally, it sounded like it was someone else. Yeah. So we just, it was just bugging us all the way through. Yeah, it was, what was really off-putting for me was the fact that they were talking as if they were a member. That yeah. was what was really driving me mental because yeah. they kept talking like they were one of them. And so it was kind of driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, this person is obviously talking most of the way through. And then there's lots of clips. There's some clips, obviously, you might recognise from the series. But they're just clips. And then there's footage where... It's not like before where they were interviewing the members. It's just the members... Just being natural, doing yeah. what they were doing, but things we hadn't seen before. I felt like it moved at a lot faster pace compared yeah. to the documentary, which makes sense because it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. The series is in eight parts. It's a lot longer. So this kind of style works better, I thought, for yeah. a film. Although I did enjoy it, I would actually say I actually preferred the series, though I actually preferred the setup of the series. I think I did And too. I think it was because obviously it was more lengthily and detailed or kind of cut up into the episodes. Yeah. I think I just connected a bit more with that yeah. than the movie. Yeah, because I think in the very first 15 minutes, we see them going from place to place very quickly. They already had gone to so many different different places and in the documentary i think the first two they'd only gone to like two locations three yeah. locations so yeah a lot more squeezed in but like i said that is understandable for a film and some of the some of the clips we do see near the beginning are things we've seen already from the series like vincent's jongu being over exhausted i know they show a bit more detail with 
RM's injury as well. But apart from that, it's all pretty much new stuff. I think you see a bit more behind the office stage yeah. in this film. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like one of the parts I like that kind of happened in the beginning was when Jin is trying to get John Goo to open his door, I'm assuming that the hotel, and telling them it's time to exercise, and John Goo is not answering or opening the door. And then just after this, you actually see Jin exercising. And when he's doing the exercise, he's making all these jokes when he's doing it. And I just think it's this classic Jin behaviour. Because the exercises, to me, look very painful. Yeah, really painful. <laughs> and he's there just cracking these silly dad jokes. And it's so funny, he even makes the person who's helping him kind of collapse on him laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I just really like this part. One of the other parts as well that happened at the beginning, I think this was before that though, was another thing that I kind of found funny. Because Sugar, this is right near the very beginning actually, he's talking about how they don't have any time. He's eating a banana at the time. Oh, yeah, I do. And saying that they literally have no time and that before a concert, you would think that they uh, will get this really nice rest. But they're so busy, they have no time that they're doing like interviews and wardrobes and stuff all before being rushed all the time doing these things. They only get a few hours of sleep. And right at that point, he's come and rushed along to go off to do the next thing. (laughs) I just think it's really funny because he said literally they have no time and he's trying to eat this banana. He barely has time to eat the banana. And I just find the moment kind of funny because of what he's talking about in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) And it just kind of stuck in my mind. I know after this, they showed them doing like some some questions. I don't know if that's where they're rushing off to. I also enjoy a behind the scene moment where they are having time off from the concert and they're all having a barbecue. Yeah. And I know you would have seen some of these clips before because we mentioned this scene in, I assume it was the Sugar Focus one because we were talking about how they're all diving in the pool and Sugar sat there with his drink. He's the only one who doesn't get in the pool. But you can still (laughs) see that he's enjoying it. It's just he's enjoying it in his own way and I always like watching this scene. Well, I really liked it because I really liked Jin and Jungu jumping in the pool together. Jin was doing some really classically funny jumps in the pool, like you kind of like a fish. A fish, yeah. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah. I just find it really funny. I always find Jin, like, no matter what he does, even when it's a very, very tiny thing, he does it with such comedy that you're always laughing all the time because he's enjoying it and having fun. It just puts a smile on your face. Yeah. One of the other things at the barbecue I thought was weird, I don't know if it caught your eye, but they're having a barbecue cooking outside meat on the barbecue like you do. But inside, J-Hope's getting spaghetti and meatballs and brings it out. Yeah. And I just thought it was a really odd combination. We have a lot of barbecues at home in the summer and we've never had spaghetti and meatballs served <laughs> yeah, I never really thought about that. <laughs> a barbecue. I was just really taken back when I had to double take. Is that, I mean, that was what he had, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Because he says he almost drops it. <laughs> and obviously they cook that inside. But I just don't understand. Like, you just have meat outside of you. I mean, whenever we do barbecues, we might cook some potatoes inside as a side dish or some vegetables salad (laughs) but not spaghetti and meatballs you typically have just meat outside perhaps one of the members was craving (laughs) that that precise dish but i know obviously bts are really into their food and whenever they kind of have food they always have quite a spread like different different foods so maybe that's where it came from. Or yeah, he just had COVID. I'm not sure. The members aren't really talking per se. You're just seeing them in the in the moment. But I just thought, for me, it just kind of struck me as unusual. Yeah, it never really crossed my mind. But you're right. It's not a regular thing. Well, not here anyway. Mm. Another part of the film I enjoyed watching was the members were all 
taking on each other's solo songs. And they've done things like this in the past, and I always enjoy watching this. I always find it particularly funny when the rappers take on the singers. But one of the parts I really liked was actually John Goo. He copies Sugar's first love song, and at the very end, he does this kind of like smug smile that Sugar does quite a lot. <laughs> and I actually thought it looked really like him. I, I really like John Goo's impressions of the other members. I always think he does a good job. Really funny. He even pretends to, to fall over I think, I know when he's walking that, yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he got that one from. Perhaps Sugar tripped one time. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's an accident then or not. Yeah. J Hope, does he sing live? I can't remember that. But I just remember J-Hope singing to one of the songs too and I actually was really impressed with his singing voice. I thought it was oh, really gee, I good. Think might do I that. think yeah, I think it was lie. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this part. The only thing I wish is I wish that it was a bit more longer because it was very short. I think that's why I'm having trouble recalling who did each song mm. now because it was very short. I know it starts off with V again i think Yeah, and I know that Sugar, he does Jin song yeah, Awake. Wink. But I just wish you saw a bit more of it because I felt too. like it went really fast. I know it's just, do. like we said, this is more like more clips. But it's actually something that I would really like to see them do the whole full song. Yeah, me too. You don't know if that is up anywhere, do you? I'm not sure. Like I said, I've seen them doing things like this before. I know that they do similar things they've put on Bang Tang Bomb. But I noticed that Sugar didn't attempt Jin's high note. I think he goes to him and then he pulls the mic away and I, I don't think he tries. They were showing clips to the... The fans, the army bombs, they looked like they had bags or something over the top of the army bomb. Like they were holding a weird shaped army bomb. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't notice. <laughs> but it just made me think that I don't have an army bomb. It's something I really want. And I always thought that I'll buy one when I go to see a concert. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to go to a concert yet. No, well, you said before it made sense if we waited to get them. Yeah, to I feel like it's the special moment of getting one when we're yeah. actually going to go to the concert. But there's one thing that I just don't know. I don't understand is, you know, when the army bombs all turn different colours? Yeah, yeah. How is it that they all turn one colour at the same time? Like, how is it oh, that... Yeah. If, well, like, there's a, a, yeah, maybe there's a, a sea of purple. Yeah, but maybe there's a setting on the bomb. Like, if you press it and it yeah, goes through these colour sequences. the fans know, right, now we're going to all do purple? <laughs> and there's sometimes when there's, like, the left side's blue and the right side's purple, or there's a pattern going on... How does it work? <laughs> How does it work? I don't have one either, so I don't know. I just really want to know because, yeah, I would guess there was some kind of setting, but you're there watching the concert. You're yeah. not going to want to keep looking down and doing your no. doing your buttons. And like I said, sometimes there's a cool like pattern yeah, going on. Yeah, when everyone would have to press the button at the exact same time. Exactly. And I've seen loads of like cool shapes and sequences going on with the bombs. Or maybe people are just really good with bombs. <laughs> They've had them a long time. If anyone has one, please tell yeah, us. Please let us know because it always bothers me. I just don't, I don't know how it works. I just, I've never so over thought it. That thought hasn't came well, to it, my it, mind. It came to my mind again when I saw what looked like bags over the army bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I've just always thought they look really cool and yeah. I, I've always thought it'd be really good when we eventually do hopefully one day get to go to a concert and we get to get our own one and I suppose then we'll figure out the, the workings a bit yeah I know there's different designs and they always add new features each time they release a new one I think you can connect it with your phone there's lots of like technical things involved with yeah. it and you wouldn't expect it just looking at it but I no, just don't understand but everything the these days is very technical yeah, so I can't follow true. up with things <laughs> Another scene I really enjoyed in the film was one when they had Hitman Bang there talking to them. And I found this really interesting because 
you don't usually see Hitman Bang on anything that BTS do. He's more like behind the scenes. Well, you only see the back of his head though. Yeah, true. You don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a good look at it. It's not like he's a full-on face in the camera. Yeah, that's true. You see a, a part of the side of his head, I suppose you could say. But I'd say I've more got a good look at the back of his head. <laughs> But I found it interesting what they were talking about here. He was mostly talking about... The fans. Yeah, the fans. And also what the US audience thought of them, saying that they loved their crazy personalities and it's because they're not used to it there, that kind of like personality from BTS in America. I thought that was quite interesting. He also, like you said, mentioned the fans, but he was really like pushing, like, don't forget because about the Because I think the they're talking about the Billboard Awards they, again. They are, yeah. And how they got there and saying, like, remember, it's the fans as well. I thought this was good because obviously I don't think BTS need reminded about no, this no. <laughs> because they're always, always going on about the fans and you can tell that's genuine, but it just shows that their management are also very aware. Yeah, recognise uh, Yeah, them. and I just like that. There was another one of those comments though. I can't remember who said, I can't remember if it was J-Hope who said it now, I'm not sure, where they said that about the Billboard Awards, how they got the, the biggest cheer at the awards, but all the celebrities looked around and they looked puzzled at them. Yeah, <laughs> I liked... Yeah, I like this part as well. Because they were they were saying, and it's probably true that half the people there, didn't the know. celebrities, didn't know who yeah. BTS were. And actually, this rings a bell. Thinking about it, I can kind of remember. I don't know what celebrity it was, and I don't even know what it was under. But I remember seeing something where some celebrities are talking about BTS, and they suddenly became really interested because they were obviously getting all the fans, and they wanted to meet BTS then because of the interest around them. It does kind of make sense. Like if I was there and I didn't know who BTS were, I would be thinking like, who are these yeah. people? Like, well, all this who fan base. Crazy yeah. For. Another example of what BTS do for their fans is that they like to try and learn the language anywhere they go. Just like a sentence here, because they say that a lot of the fans, they try to learn their language, so they want to do it in Speaking return. Yeah. yeah, and they're practising their Japanese. And I just thought this was sweet, because again, it's something that they don't need to do. Yeah, Like, I'm trying to learn Korean, and I find it so hard. Like, I've been learning it for about a year, and I <laughs> just find it so, so tricky. But I obviously am learning it because I've become a fan of BTS and I'm really into the Korean culture now. But them, as the celebrities, they don't need to do that themselves. Yeah. And it must be so difficult to. too because obviously they're saying about all their fans in all the different languages and to try to learn, like, presumably a bit in every language will be even more tricky. I yeah. mean, they're already, like, growing their English all the time, just for instance, so to have to retain other languages. Even if it's just a small sentence, I find it must be hard to keep up with it all. Yeah, and there was also something that RM said too. He he was trying to think of a speech that he wanted to say to thank the fans, but he was saying that he didn't want it to sound too staged because he always says the same things and he wanted yeah. it to be like a normal conversation and, and be real. And just in this conversation he's having here, it just shows how much the members put into everything they say like overthink they, everything it's like they really want to have this personal touch with the fans all the time yeah like really it's give so that extra sweet. mile really yeah, for the fans because they feel like the fans do so much for them they're always trying to give so much more back yeah and it's another thing that you rarely see yeah, what people, i find you rarely see yeah people probably never overthink what they're gonna say exactly they overthinking do, everything yeah, yeah they do probably just give like what i was saying like more 
gem general thanks just yeah general gem, thanks yeah, because them just, just saying like thank you for for always being here for us i mean that's enough really but for yeah. them it's not they want to go they that extra mile more, yeah. yeah and i i just think it's just so sweet and you could tell when rm saying this it's like it was really bothering him that he hadn't got the words to yeah. say and he, he wanted it to be different and meaningful like yeah because like he thinks if he just says like normal thank you everyone's saying that so it's not like he's put any thought into yeah, it yeah exactly it's already enough and you see, like, loads of moments like this. Yeah. One of the parts I liked was when they were talking about that they're going to be going on vacation afterwards. And RM is explaining that he's going to be getting... I can't remember if he said it was, like, a connecting flight or something. Where he's going to be going with his parents. And he was really, really happy in this one moment about it. And I just think it's really sweet because they must miss their families mm-hmm. a lot. And I know they mention, like, family briefly. But you don't always hear that much about it. But it's good, like, to know that they're looking forward to these personal things and they're getting this personal time because there's so much that they're putting into this tour, like how many places they've been, how many injuries they've had and all this. I know they get a little bit of time once they're on it, but it must seem like it goes on forever for them, this endless schedule. Yeah. And so just to know that they've got just this, like, for RM just going to see his parents after a real rest i suppose for him and relaxation and you can see how excited he is when he's talking about it and it's definitely well deserved in my opinion for them to go and relax afterwards another part i enjoyed which i thought was funny was when Jin is wearing some heart glasses and i know he does these little funny things on stage all the time and I really enjoy seeing these things. He did something for the series as well. He did something different. I don't know whether they were glasses or he had a flower or some something. I remember just seeing a briefing because I remember thinking about it then. And then in this movie, you see him with these heart glasses. And there's a scene where he's cutting up a heart. It looks yeah. like he's... What is that um, stuff called? Is it styrofoam? Styrofoam? It might stuff. be, yeah. That white stuff. <laughs> But yeah, he's making a heart, which I'm convinced he's going to be using that on stage. And I think he does something new every single time on stage, or he tries to, like there was that clip we saw where he was changing his glasses all the time. And that's Jin's little way of giving something to fans. Like we were saying that RM's thinking of his, like the perfect speech he wants to give, and Jin's doing it in his own way by doing these funny little... Unique things. Unique things each time on stage. It's like in other concerts. I know like there was one that they did recently where he was wearing that really funny headpiece of RJ yeah. stuff something that unique and different stands out yeah exactly and for him it's not like he wants to do the same thing like here just have these glasses and he'll use the same ones all the way through yeah, he'll no, like to do something new every time just for a little extra yeah I was also surprised to see how much else they fit in during this tour because I know they go to the Billboard Music Awards that this was shown in the series but in this film we also saw quick clips of them being at the MAAs and I think they also did a performance on Jimmy Kimmel even fitting those things in while they're on this world tour like their schedule you were talking about like how busy their schedule is they really do fit in so much they they are literally non-stop all the time yeah I mean I know at the uh, skipping ahead at the very end when they're on stage they say about 
how the fans give them more the energy. I'm not sure, was it Jin who said it? I can't remember now. How they've had so little sleep, only a few hours mm-hmm. sleep, but there's the fans who give them all this energy. But really, I, I don't know where they get their energy from. <laughs> I Because, I mean, I know Sugar said at the beginning, it was something like they can be up till two and then they have to wake up at eight mm-hmm. and get going. And it's not just like you have a normal day to go ahead. Like, if I have a bad night's sleep and I have to go to work it's just a job that you can go lazy about really but they've got this really high pressure performance that they want to do 100% like the best that they can do so if I was so tired I don't know if I could pull it off the way they do like I don't don't know know how how they they do do it it, really (laughs) I really don't know where they get their energy from I think they're really incredible really what they do there's also a really cute appearance from V's dog tan oh it's really really adorable (laughs) and it just pops out from like this little back (laughs) this little head it's so adorable I know he has said it before but I didn't know that his dog was a Pomeranian which is Chloe's favourite breed my favourite breed of dog ever I really want a Pomeranian I knew look I've always thought Pomeranians were really cute and I knew that V's dog was really cute but I just I've never really been that you know I never look into breeds and stuff but I'm surprised you didn't well, notice. the thing is, after I read about it, it suddenly came to me. I even remember him introducing his dog and saying it was a Pomeranian. <laughs> but it must have just left my mind for some reason. And I just knew it was But a... you knew it right there and then, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I saw its cute little face. I thought, oh, that is definitely a Pomeranian. It's so cute because they're so fluffy. Yeah. I, that's what I love about them is their fur. They're just yeah. so, adorable. so adorable. And I, what I thought was just J-Hope's little like, wiggling dance of its bum. <laughs> you only see it for a brief moment the interaction with the puppy but oh it's so cute another thing i enjoyed seeing were the clips from the past when they're younger i always like seeing these moments to see how far they've come and how different they look too yeah me too it always really takes me back like how different they look Mm. and especially since like when i think about it well it actually it does seem like we've been doing the podcast forever but it seems like we've still like got so much further to go i know so to think how do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because one of the members for me, the most, that looks so different is John Goo. I always think, yeah. like, John Goo, even to the point we're up to now on the podcast, yeah. he does not look like how he looks no. now. Like, for instance, him releasing those new solo yeah. songs. Yeah. I'm surprised, really, that when I first became a fan of BTS, I thought John Goo was the best-looking member. Like, now when I think about it, he looks so young. Like, back here well back yeah well no even before here back in the beginning right beginning but even i even think he looks young yeah now where we're at now (laughs) it's really confusing i'd say we're would you say we're in the middle i would say the middle yeah like right at the beginning he looked like like yeah baby young and now now he looks young like young adult yeah but, and then old, um, and then in the future where we haven't got to, even though I have seen parts of that, he looks much more, much more older. older. One thing I think, like when I think of Jungkook in the future, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird because it's not; it's the present. It sounds like we're talking back in the past. Yeah, it's getting all confusing because it's technically now, but obviously on the podcast we haven't got to that so now. It's the future. <laughs> so it's the future for us, the future that we know about. <laughs> but when I think about him at the present day, for instance, like you said for his new song seven or mm. or something i think he obviously has for one thing is the longer hair and i think that makes him look much older too right now with the haircuts he has 
the very short, kind of beetleish haircuts that yeah. I always consider at the beginning. I think that's another factor into making him look a bit younger. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I obviously do think he, he looks good looking, like all the eras, really. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, he was the member that stood out to me the most at the very start. It's just better if you but... think he looks better looking when he's older. Old, exactly. Than when he like <laughs> exactly. But I will say that how he looks now, because okay. now he looks good. <laughs> I still think Jin looks the best. <laughs> but I, I, I generally think they all looked good back at the beginning and they all look good in the present day too. Yeah, they do. It's just uh, obviously a big difference. But like everyone, there's bound to be difference over time. Yeah. It's the same with V as well. I'm even more attracted to him as he is now, even though he was, obviously, he's always been attracted because <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a good-looking guy. But most, saying that, most of the members, like, for instance, Sugar, for me, I like how he looks in the present day, like, like in Butter and um, me too. stuff well, like that. But I like that. him back then. I like him back then, but I prefer him now. I would probably say every member I prefer now, but in a way, it kind of makes sense because we're growing up with them. Yeah. Although, Jin, I like both. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I would, again, I would say, yeah, I do prefer them, how they look in the present day, a bit older. But it just, it always takes me back when they show it from, like, especially, like, they show clips on their pre-debut, like, the logs and stuff, like, RM's wild yeah, hair back yeah. then. <laughs> and it just always takes me back. Obviously, they're saying it's, like, five years ago, and that's what they were back then. Mm. It just does feel like the baby years for yeah, them, really, does, in a way. yeah. It's just crazy. And to think that we were, like, I think we weren't looking at that that long ago on this podcast. No, I know. That's what I That's think. That's what I mean. Like, how long have we been doing the podcast now? Like, two, uh, two three years? Coming really? up to three, yeah. Yeah. And even though, obviously, three years is kind of a long amount of time, of everything we've done so far, like, would you think we would have been further on the podcast? I feel like we've barely got forward with it yet. Yeah, Like, you too. wouldn't still, believe it's yeah. been three years, because I feel like we're only a little way in yet i feel like there's so much i still haven't seen yeah i feel the only thing i'm coming up to finishing is the, the albums, albums. Yeah, but to be honest i wanted to rush them out more further because obviously bts is about the music yeah and it would make sense for me to hear all the music exactly <laughs> but i'm don't. glad that we did do that because i would hate to be only like on their third album right now <laughs> i think i'll be going insane if chloe kept me just like their third album or something. yeah i actually prefer doing how we're doing going back a few years to look back at old things as well as yeah as moving forward i definitely the like looking back at their old stuff mm. but i also like knowing what's ahead yeah, like me coming too. up, I'm like really, I'm, excited, I'm really for a lot. excited about discussing the solo songs. For instance, they've all individually done yeah. because I've got lots to say about all of the individual solo songs. So I'm really looking forward to reaching that. And to be honest, it may be fairly soon, considering we're nearly finished the albums. Finally, it kind of ends with each member talking about the past five years reflecting on their time. Some talking about some of the struggles through these five years and the thinking about the time ahead. I know J-Hope mentions about goals, hoping to all remain healthy and carry on what they're doing would be a goal enough for him. So just kind of talking about the past and where they're going. There was something that Jimin said, which I liked. He said that he can't really say, obviously, what's going to happen. He can't even say what's going to happen next year. But he knows for certain that he'll always be the same. And I think that really does sum up all of the members, really, because I still think, even when you look back at those very first logs that they did, even though they've grown as people, they're still the same. Yeah, I do I do think that too. Yeah. I also liked RM little ending speech he gave too, where he says that 
we're all fated to be together and i think he's meaning like bts as a group as well as the fans yeah and i think that was a nice way of ending this movie because i felt a lot of this movie was very focused on the fans yeah it was really really i mean everything they're doing in it with their tour is dedicated to the fans yeah and i definitely thoroughly enjoyed it i like seeing both the series and the movie i think it was really good just to see this insight into what they actually do for you, for the fans, really, mm. and how much more you can appreciate it. And I definitely appreciate everything that BTS does. And even though one day I can't wait for us to go to one of their concerts, and the whole time we're there, I'll be really, like, thinking of everything they're doing for us as yeah. well. And make it that much more extra special, knowing, you know, the the work and stuff that they've gone into. Because I suppose you don't always think about it. Like, I don't go no. to concerts anywhere. I know you do. You go to take yeah. that concerts, G4 concerts. Yeah. <laughs> but do you ever really think how much work has gone into it or everything they have to do for no. it? I mean, it doesn't really typically cross your mind. You're just excited to have got tickets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would never, ever think that John Goo got into that, exactly, that way. yeah. And now I remember staying. that injury too. Yeah. And even though I know they obviously work hard, it's just you really see to the extent of how how much they put in. And I'm just glad we got to see that, really. Me too. I did really enjoy both the series and this film. I wish that we did get to see it when it was at the cinema. At the cinema, yeah, that would have been really good. Yeah, because I think I've only ever seen one. Two. Uh, did I see two? You saw one when I wasn't a fan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And then we saw one, one together. Yeah, and right. I saw two because I saw one when you went on holiday <laughs> yeah. and one we went together. Yeah, you're right. So we've both seen two We've both then. seen two at the mm. cinema. But it was still nice just to see it here. Yeah, it's nice that we're able to watch back on something that was originally just released of cinema because I actually didn't know that. I thought it was just released for YouTube, like the yeah, series. Yeah. I didn't know it was shown at cinemas until I was looking into it for this podcast. So, yeah, it would have been really nice to see it at the cinema, but it's good that we are able to to watch it now. Because I don't know, some films are actually really hard to, to find. Back then, I know it was, because the one you saw at the cinema that I didn't see, originally, I didn't think I was going to be able to see it. Yeah. In the next episode, we're watching more Run BTS, episodes 57 to 62. Thank you for listening to this episode of Do You Know BTS? We will be back with another episode soon. In the meantime, you can check out our media at Do You Know BTS Podcast on Instagram and Do You Know BTS Pod on Twitter. If you wanted to support us further, it would mean a lot if you joined our Patreon. See you next time.